hate to lay hands on Mordecai because of the toll it would take on his reputation, uh, assumingly because probably Mordecai was probably well-liked and respected in Susa, uh, the capital of Persia. So Haman devises this plan to essentially end the Jewish people as we know them uh, by taking advantage of the, of the context that he finds himself in in chapter 3. Apparently there was a time throughout the year when the Persians would kind of uh, basically bring Las Vegas to Persia. They would, instead of going to Vegas to gamble, they bring the gambling to them. It's interesting, in chapter 3 it said that they would roll her or cast her, which her essentially a, a Persian dice. So essentially, you know, they they gamble and, 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 and wage, have wagers and stuff. And you know, typically, uh, typically gambling is also accommodated with, with, with drinking. And so you would imagine this was a large, uh, very earthly, fleshly festival. Well, Hammond takes advantage of this occasion by going to King Xerxes in this moment of gambling and drinking and says, hey, Xerxes, I know you're having a good time, I know you're busy, but hey, I got wind about this people uh, in your kingdom who is, let's just say they're bad news, they're, they're a little rebellious. Now this, this strikes a nerve with, with King Xerxes because according to other historical documents outside the Bible, we find that Xerxes, just years before Esther was written, uh, actually found himself uh, in a moment where he had to stomp out the rebellion that took place in Egypt. Because apparently Egypt tried to rebel against uh, Persia and specifically Xerxes. And so he spent a lot of effort uh, stomping that effort out. And so when Hammond informs him that there's another people group within his kingdom who's a little rebellious, Xerxes is not going to have that. He's not going to go down that path. Well, Hammond continues to throw logs on the fire. And he says... Hey, Hammond, I, or, or excuse me, Xerxes, I, I respect you so much. Here, here's what I'm going to do. If you annihilate the, the Jewish people who are the rebellious people, if you annihilate them out of your kingdom, here's what I'm going to do. In your honor, I'm going to give a very generous donation to your treasury. Xerxes says, well, well I'm going to stop you right there, Hammond. Keep your money. Do what you got to do. Let's destroy the Jewish people off the face of the earth. And so there's this edict that's sent out from King Xerxes and Hammond to, uh, on a certain day of the year, everybody's supposed to take up arms against the Jew, against the Jewish people, and to destroy young and old, rich and poor, men and women alike, uh, and just to annihilate them out of the Persian kingdom. What's interesting is chapter 3 kind of closes with uh, this edict being sent around throughout uh, Susa and the kingdom. And it's interesting, the author uses the language that Susa was kind of thrown into a, a spirit of confusion while King Hammond and, and Xerxes are, are, are sitting down to drink. The language that's used to describe the people of, of Susa being thrown into a, a spirit of confusion is actually kind of paints an image of, of wandering around have you ever, maybe early in the mornings, before you have your cup of coffee, you walk into a room, you know, you're kind of groggy, and, and then you forgot why you walked into that room? That's the image that we see here in chapter 3. 
and it, and it parallels with what King Xerxes and Haman are doing, who are sitting down, and the people of Susa are standing, wandering in confusion. Similar to the way that the Jewish people wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. Well, in chapter 4, uh, we see the Jewish people begin to lament and mourn about the edict that they just got from the king, that they were all going to die on this specific day. And they, they uh, mourn the, the customary way that they're used to. They take off their 